How do cars make or break your savings? Let's talk about that. Hello, this is your host, JJ. Welcome back to the Millennial Finance Show. I am so excited to talk about this episode,、uh, mainly because I got this new microphone. It's sounding so crisp and I love it so much, and the quality is so high. Now, let's get back to business. Let's talk about cars today. I want to talk about a little bit about myself. I used to live in Hong Kong for a couple years from college, and then I worked for two years. So that's around six to seven years. During that time, no one really had a car in Hong Kong. It's kind of like New York City, where everyone、uh, takes a subway and not really many people own cars. Well, I moved back to the US in 2020 and I've been staying in the US for around a year now. And there's something that I realized. I realized how much Americans love their cars. It's crazy. Everyone talks about their cars, everyone talks about their models. And there's a lot of nice cars on the road too. And I think it makes a lot of sense with the lack of public transportation and everything being so spread out. Life would be so difficult in the US if you didn't have a car. And I found some stats online and I wanted to share with you. 91% of people commuting to work use personal vehicles. That's 91%. On average, a driver spends around 55 minutes a day behind the wheel and drives 29 miles a day. So, you need to have a car to survive in the US. I get that. But also, car purchases bring a huge impact to our financial lives. On average, a car costs $42,000. That's a huge cost for millennials, where 41% own less than $15,000 in savings, and 76% own less than $100,000 in savings. I have a love hate relationship with cars. I love watching videos about cars on YouTube, and I would love to drive a sports car once in my lifetime. But financially, cars have the potential to really break your budget and derail your savings to other needs in your life, like retirement funding. Cars are expensive. You have to pay annual costs to maintain, you have to pay for insurance, you have to spend time and stress dealing with the maintenance. What's worse is that your car depreciates in value after that much effort. On average, your car depreciates 20% on the first year and continues to depreciate at a similar rate after that. You can also get a loan to finance your car, which I think is a double edged sword. In some cases, it induces people to spend more than they can afford into an asset that's depreciating every year. But also, in other cases, it's a good thing that gives you more financial freedom. What do I mean by that? Here's two situations. You have Jessica. She earns $50,000 a year, financially responsible, and has great credit. She totals her car, the whole thing blows up. She only has $3,000 of cash. So, how does she get to work? By bike? No. She buys a $15,000 car immediately with $3,000 in cash and she borrows the rest from a loan. She drives it for 12 years, let's say, which is the average lifespan of a car. On average, 
The numbers show that she's only paying 2.3% of her salary every year. That is a great value for just 2.3% of her salary. Now let's look at Bob. Bob earns $50,000 a year, same as Jessica, but Bob loves flashy cars. He only has $3,000 of cash in his pocket as well, but he buys a $50,000 car and he borrows $47,000 on interest that is really high because he has poor credit. He then only drives a car for three years and buys a new one. Based on the calculations, effectively his cost per year is 18% of his salary. Jessica only paid 2% of her salary. Bob paid 18% of his salary. Both of them only had $3,000 of cash and could not afford to buy a car unless they got a loan. But one was able to achieve freedom from financing while the other will have to pay a very hefty price for it. So I want to talk to you about some ways to save on car purchases based on my own experiences and some analysis that I've done. I want to say this is based on my personal view and it might not apply to everyone. But if you're saving for a car and you think you're spending too much on a car, this might be a good reference for you. So tip number one, it's pretty obvious. You buy something that you can afford. There are a lot of different ratios where you can look at online. But for me personally, I have this rule. It's called the 25% rule. The 25% rule means that the car value that you buy should be 25 or less percent of your annual salary. And the rationale for the 25% rule is that it puts you in a good spot financially, no matter if you pay in cash or you borrow from a loan. So I calculated the average expenses of owning a car, including your purchase price, mortgage expenses, and resale price, and your annual expenses from the 25% rule likely ranges from 2 to 5% of your salary per year. Note that this includes the resale price, so it will not be the, exactly the same expenses of your monthly loan payments. But the point is that the 25% rule would help you save a lot of money. I think it can be viewed as extreme by some people. If you make $50,000 per year, you are limited to only buying a car that's worth 12.5K. There are no new cars in the market where you can buy a price like that. But I want to challenge you. Do you really need a new car? If you are looking to find ways to save, maybe that's a question you need to ask yourself because car purchases are one of the largest expenses of your life. Is it really worth the money? This kind of segues to tip two, buy used cars. Why? Because you're paying much more buying a new car than buying an old car due to depreciation I mentioned before. Depreciation is how much your car's value decreases each year. Stats say that cars drop in value of 20% on the first year and somewhat similar in the following years. Based on that percentage, a car can drop to 33% of its original value in just 5 years. So, there is potential for you to find a decent car 
at a much lower price point. Honestly, in my opinion, the difference between a 2021 car and a 2016 car is not that much, except maybe you have a better touchscreen. Now, this 20% rule does not always apply to every car and you shouldn't expect every model to be 33% of its value after five years. Cars that can be driven for a very long time and require low maintenance do not depreciate as fast. For example, my car, a Toyota Corolla and a Honda Civic only depreciates around 9% per year. In contrast, a BMW 7 Series depreciates at 16% per year and a Maserati Quattroporte depreciates at 14% per year. Now, if you look at the statistics, on average, Toyotas cost $5.5,000 of maintenance in 10 years, whereas BMWs cost $18,000 of maintenance in 10 years. So you can see the relationship with the maintenance cost and the depreciation. The lower the maintenance, the lower the depreciation, but it might also be related to the lifespan of the car as well. What I'm trying to say is you shouldn't just buy a car model that has depreciated a lot because the maintenance will likely bite you in the butt in the long run. So what kind of a car should you buy with low maintenance? I kind of inferred it in the beginning, but the data strongly points towards Japanese cars. Among the top 10 brands with lowest maintenance costs, six of those were Japanese cars. And among the top 10 brands with the highest maintenance cost, four were European, four were American, two were Japanese. So if you wanna get a lot of value from your car, probably Japanese cars are the best start to go. All right, tip three, hold on to the car as long as you can. The average person switches cars every six years. The average lifespan of a car is 12 years. The coincidence of this data is kind of funny. One person buys a car for six years and sells it to someone that buys it used and drives it for another six years. Now here's the thing. My calculation shows that if you buy a new car but drive it for 12 years, the average cost that you pay over the lifespan of the car is not that bad compared to buying used. You pay a little bit more than buying used, but at least you get to enjoy a new car for a few years. On the other hand, if you're buying a new car every two years, that is the most costly thing that you can do. And on average, you would be paying double the amount of expenses compared to driving the car for 12 years. Plus, you might have to pay sales taxes every time you buy a new car, depending on what state you live in. Or you do trade-ins where the dealer cuts your car value to almost nothing. But who really drives the same car for 12 years? That's the problem. I think it would be difficult considering that people's lives change, they get married, they have more kids, so it's probably more practical to use tip number two that I mentioned, which is to buy a used car every six years. But what I'm trying to say is that if you hold the car as long as you can and you drive it till the wheels fall off, you're probably saving more money in the long term than switching every two years frequently. All right, that's all I'm gonna say about cars. It's pretty long-winded, so I'm going to give you a summary of my tips. Number one, buy something that you can afford and use the 25% rule. Number two, 
buy used cars. Number three, hold the car as long as you can. So that's what I have to say about cars. I want to thank you guys for tuning in, and I'm trying to make a new podcast every week to give you guys good content. Stay tuned. This is JJ from Millennial Finance. Thank you.